0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to the Revival Fire podcast with Dr. Debbie Rich. You can find her on social media at Debbie Rich Ministries or check her website out at DebbieRichMinistries.org. Now, get ready to receive all that God has for you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to 2024. Can you believe it? I can't on this January 3rd. What a year it's been. God's been so good. You know, I had a night um, at the church. I believe it was on Christmas Eve at the river here at Tampa Bay that after that beautiful, beautiful service with a 50 some piece orchestra and just the whole service was perfect. And those decorations, I'm telling you the lights at the river are so incredible. It's like you're in a Christmas wonderland. I hope they leave them up. And then that gigantic tree in the middle and just the different stations you could get your picture taken at. I just thought, what a gorgeous place to be at the end of the year and celebrating the birth of our Lord. And that caused me to start thinking about the blessings of God, especially since I've come back to Tampa. And I am going on my second year here at, uh, at the beginning of March. I will have been in my house two years. I cannot believe it but i started thinking about the things the lord did for me last year and i think i have a previous post up about that just just it was just so incredible the extra over-the-top blessings Um, not only did we do eight countries in europe uh all in a row seven or eight and uh but this is the year that the lord restored my dream car that i didn't even really ask for and then i had a seven-year loan on it and it was miraculously paid off in seven months Um, I was able to hire more staff. I now have three full-time employees beside myself. So we are a team of four and we have media. I have an assistant. I have a secretary who's still in Washington state. And just at the end of this year, we acquired a van for the ministry. Um, I have always flown, but this year I had some meetings so tight back to back. That no airline could guarantee I would get there in time, especially if one flight was five minutes late, I couldn't get the next one. And uh, so we decided to rent a van and drive to a few of these states, I believe, between um, Northwest Arkansas, Johnson City, uh, Tennessee and Kansas City. Kansas, we drove between all of those. We did like 12 hours. Heather and Emma took turns while I relaxed and slept to get ready for my meetings. And it was so awesome. I said, maybe we should just buy a van. We need something bigger anyway to transport all of our luggage to the airport, especially ladies traveling. And especially when I'm out sometimes seven weeks at a time, seven or eight weeks. So, um, and you know, I had a second car, Uh, the Impella, my older car that was still in great shape and didn't have all that many miles on it, that the Lord just directed me to give one of my employees, Heather Mosley. And, uh, and then we really didn't even have a car to take us to the airport. So the Lord just told me step out and buy a van. So the ministry did. And also since I have gotten back from, uh, from Washington state, I had a great studio there, a great office there because I had a church and I had a lot of room for things. And once I was here, I thought this little office space and this smaller bedroom in this home would be sufficient, but it's not. Uh, We can't put really good quality cameras back far enough um, in this little room. And I had uh, both a wonderful television desk built for me. In Washington, that is as professional and beautiful as anything you would see any newscasters or any preachers have and had the retro mics. And we had everything. Um, We had a control room, switchboards. Pastor Rodney blessed me with uh, professional cameras to go on television, which we did when we were up in Washington. And, And I allowed the team up there that's continuing on pastoring to keep them until I had a proper studio to put them in. Um, and so, um, I'm still going to let them operate with one of those up there. They're getting the gospel message out as well, not only all over the Northwest, but the world, uh, pastors, Ellen and Tamron Clevenger. But I am bringing two of them back here now, having them shipped back here. And I have just purchased another home in my same HOA development for my two, two of my employees to live in Heather and, uh, Emma, and to have a studio and to have a larger office we're getting to the place that uh, this smaller office is not sufficient so with that um, the Lord just directed me uh, I want to go back to Isaiah chapter 50 54 and with verse 2 enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out spare not lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. And the Lord it goes on to say, fear not. He just told me, Debbie, you're in that in-between state where to really grow and be effective for everything I've called you, you have to step out and increase. So I did with employees this year. We did with a, a, another home to to put a lot of things in besides the one that I own and uh, and bought the van. And here's several things I'm believing for this year, and I want all of you who are friends and partners of this ministry to be believing with us. First of all, this year, Pastor Rodney declared on New Year's Eve, another powerful service, that 2024 would be the year of fulfillment of the promises of God in your life. Not just ministry, not just business, but he was emphasizing the personal promises, and he gave us five verses, which I'm going to reiterate tonight in case some of you weren't there. Joshua 21:45 There fell not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel; all came to pass. 1 Kings 8:56 Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all of his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. Isaiah 55, 11 So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Jeremiah one twelve. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen; for I will hasten my word to perform it. Second Corinthians one twenty. For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now. He instructed us to make out a list of things we were believing for, and I have quite a list, and I'm calling it in this year. Even last year, God did exceeding abundantly above all I asked or thought. That means if you and I can even ask it, if we can think it, we have not yet stepped into the supernatural realm of God, and I'm believing for that even quicker than i could ask some things i believe that it's going to be quickened in this late hour to get the job done that he's asked us to do so i have a lot of things personally as well as ministry that i'm believing for this year and i just wanted to touch base with you i know as things got really busy the last three months i was on the road and not even able to come home and continue on with you know we had started a weekly program And I am sorry that we had to do some reruns on that the last few weeks. We will pick that up again this year. And I will get things to set up my new studio and the new house that we have just leased. And uh, we may not be able to bring that huge desk down by the sounds of it. I think it would be about as much to... Uh, buy one as it is to ship it down here but we will get our cameras and set some things up and have several different sets in the studio and so we will get back to doing that but here's some things I am believing for again we're expanding our territory and I'm believing that that shall expand even more some people may say well how much can a lady have to do that has two assistants down here plus a secretary in Washington but if you launch out to do anything in ministry, you need media people. And as much as I'm gone, I need someone that even helps me with all of my personal appointments. Because unfortunately, if you're only home a week every couple of months, I'm not talking about when I come home for pastors, winter camp meeting, summer camp meeting, spring ministers and leaders conference, fall ministers and leaders conference. And now I come home for Pastor Adonica's women's conferences. That is five weeks right there that you're not out there ministering and you're not out there receiving income, you're actually putting income out. And so, um, at this stage, I don't even feel that I can take that many weeks off in between for lots of reasons. And at my age, I have to make everything count, but, uh, um, I am believing that we get even more help because when I do come home that one week, that is any scheduled hair appointments, uh, doctor appointments, dentist appointments, um, if, if you have anything done business wise, if you need to get pictures taken, if you, it's all done in that one week. And the last couple of times I've been home, I've been busier at home than on the road and can't hardly breathe. And I want to be able to one of these days, start being able to come home and doing nothing but seeking the Lord and relaxing once in a while. So I'm believing for even more help. And, um, we're going to go more places this year. And I want to encourage some of you, you know, the one thing I have not done and I have been uh, really regretting that and repenting before the Lord is so many of the other ministries do um, partner luncheons. They do zoom partnership things. They raise money right at the end of the previous year or the beginning of the new year for their ministry for the whole year. I have not done that. In fact, I have been so busy preaching for the last seven, eight weeks that I haven't even got on the phones to call pastors about who would like me to come this year. I just started that yesterday. I will continue some more tomorrow. And you might get the word out, or maybe you're a pastor watching, that what I really want to do is go to some new places this year and some places where we can really make a difference and some places where I'm believing that we we break through to larger crowds. I will pray for two like I will two million I'll preach to two like I will two million but obviously we want to meet uh, have the greatest effect that we can especially when I believe any hour any moment now the Lord could return and I want to have a harvest to lay at his feet so we're believing to increase advertising this year. Uh, to possibly get some billboards for the first time. And we're going to discuss some new ways to do things. And so if you're wanting us to come to your church, now is the time to get a hold of me because just yesterday we started booking in fairly quickly and we'll continue to do so. Now, I don't know how many of you realize, but back in July during the FIRE conference, I not only taught a lot during that week, and I've been hearing some tremendous testimonies from that, People told me their lives were changed when I was teaching that week in the area of finances. But one of the nights, Pastor Rodney called me out and began to prophesy. We actually have it on our Facebook page. Um, You'll have to go back to July to see that. But where he called me out and said, Debbie, I have recently, just a couple weeks before that, I was given my first airplane, a bush plane for Alaska. And um, he said, I see you going back into Alaska like the early days, except this time it will be effortless. And I see more planes coming to you and I see pilots and I see hangars. I see all of it and I see millions of dollars of Alaskan funds coming into your hands and it's payback time for all those difficult years of pioneering all over that state in revival where pastors threatened to run me out of town Uh, nobody invited me to come i just went and the glory of god just fell on that state i believe personally per capita per population that it was the biggest state in revival at the time. You almost couldn't go in a grocery store or a village anywhere without somebody talking about a revival meeting somewhere. Oh, what glorious days. And I really thought my pioneering days were for my young years. And that now that we're going all over the United States and all over the world, that possibly that God was going to pick some younger people to go into Alaska now. And I'm sure he is uh going to that he's calling people to go into that state however much like pastor rodney that said he was going to kick back and just put everything into the young guys now and the lord told him you aren't through yet evidently he's told me the same thing and pastor said it's time to go back to alaska and the lord had already witnessed that to me when i went up to visit my sons in july the first part of july and as soon as i got off the jet and my feet hit the ground I heard the Lord say, you're going to be coming back up here again and pioneering all over the state again. And I was shocked. I've gotten a little bit wimpy about weather. And I noticed that if it gets any too cold or too hot these days, I realize it immediately. And I didn't in my young years. And I just said, yes, Lord, that's all I've known to say all my life. Yes, Lord. And so I got home Pastor Rodney didn't even realize that and called me out and began to prophesy all that. And he said, pick 10 regions. And he said, RMI will be sowing into it, much like when he picked the 10 regions to go into in Alaska or in Africa. And he said, just as that's where he began in Africa, and then God's beginning to do the same thing in the United States. I thought how interesting that my ministry began in the state of Alaska and now uh, what God's doing there he's bringing me back there and then we'll continue it on in the rest of the country and the world so if anybody wants to sow into that in particular we would so appreciate it because I'll tell you that uh, we will eventually be going into some bigger churches but the Lord's going to have us going to some villages where people don't hardly ever go Uh, nobody wants to nobody wants to contend with the elements and the circumstances And um, some of those aren't used to giving. They will get used to it again like they did in the beginning days. But the first one I just talked to some pastors yesterday will be going up to the top of Alaska, right in the Arctic Ocean, um, Point Barrow. Actually, it's been renamed to a native uh, name, and I need to look that up because I'm so used to all these years just saying Point Barrow. But I believe it's the most northern city for sure in the North American continent, and it could be in all of the world. I have walked on the Arctic Ocean there, and polar bears come into town there uh, quite frequently, and it's just a a, a very interesting place. They call it the White Desert. All you see is white snow blowing. They say you won't even know a polar bear is there until you encounter those black eyes looking right at you before he has you for dinner, and uh, it's just a very, very unique place. I've been there when when it was 50 degrees below zero and the wind chill is a lot worse than that. And I went for a walk just two blocks and didn't think I was going to make it back when I was against the wind because the hairs of your nostrils freeze. They have to keep cars plugged in at night. Tires blow up. It's just incredible. But I will be going there. I'm not going to wait till summer like a lot of preachers do. Because many of the native people are out to fish camps or whatever and the white people are recreating I'm going to go where I can be effective. And so we're talking about going I believe it is that last week of February I've got to check again but uh, we're going to be doing more again on the forum uh, Phil. When I left off in the spring I only hit the United States because this nation ha- must have a great awakening. And we will still be doing much more in the United States than on the foreign field, but we're just starting to talk to some people in the foreign field. Um, I am believing more than ever for the greatest sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that I've ever had in my life. You know, you learn some things just by age and by experience and where you missed it or where you got off focus at. And I said, Lord, let me be single minded, single focused where nothing matters except you and your perfect will not even your permissive will not even the will of that's pretty good you can get by with that I want to be in your divine plan that's why I'm taking this week to really seek the Lord in between appointments um, to really say Lord where do you want me to be and we need you to speak to people Lord Mm -hmm. and I believe he's doing that and I believe some of you even listening now Mm -hmm. that he is doing that with and I'm just believing we all know the very famous scripture of Jeremiah 29 11, but I'm going to read it for, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you says the Lord thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. You know, I'm a long way from old yet. Maybe you don't think so, but I, I know so, but I'm the oldest I've ever been. And I know time is short. Even if I didn't go a natural death, Jesus could come any moment. And I'm going up in the resurrection first resurrection as we used to sing. I'm going up in the with the rapture of the church and with all my fellow believers that are looking for his coming. And again, I don't want wood, hay, and stubble to lay at his feet. That'll be burned up. I want a treasure of souls uh, among uh, above all things. And so I'm saying, Lord, you have always had a good plan for my life. You've always been faithful. Your goodness has always run me down. You've been merciful. You've been gracious. You've pulled me out of the pit, not just once, but many times. Lord, I, I don't have time for any detours, any mistakes, any wrong decisions. We are single focused on fulfilling your will. And with that, I've asked for this great sensitivity. Everything I read in the book of Acts, I see divine encounters. I see people being led by um, dreams and angels speaking to them and um, the voice of the Lord just so real. And I've even been prophesying. I've heard myself more than once lately about in this hour as never before. Our very lives will be dependent upon how well we can hear and obey the Holy Ghost, how people will be uh, awakened in the middle of the night, move here or go here or meet this person down on the corner and you will have more divine direction or somebody will give you um, uh, finances to do your next assignment. I've been prophesying those things and believing for them. And I feel like I had my first uh, very, at least close encounter that way. I wouldn't even say close. It's begun. This was so interesting. We have this up on Facebook as well, but some of you may have missed that and just saw announcement and testimony and skipped it where now you're watching live. But on December 28th, my son and his wife, my son who is the commander in the United States Navy and is currently in Key West, he and his wife and my three granddaughters were visiting. Josh stayed back at my house that night and his wife Stacy and my three granddaughters and I went shopping. Of course, Grandma had given them money for Christmas, and but you know how shopping can get with three young ladies. And it was so incredibly crowded after Christmas at the Brandon Mall that I was just in the way of people with dressing rooms. And so I said, I'm going to go wait for you girls out in the um, waiting area here that has chairs and, you know, it was close to the food court. And it was so crowded that every chair was full and people were even sitting on the rim of the wooden thing they built around the plants. And, And so I'm stressing that for a reason. It's not like i should have stood out among 25 30 people i'm not even on the end of anything and while i'm sitting there waiting for my granddaughters um an asian fairly young man came running up to me and he said ma'am i see jesus in your eyes and it startled me i looked up and and i've had a little bit of fun with this folks that I felt like a little closer to Wigglesworth at that moment because I talk about he couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't get on a carriage without people beginning to tremble and cry and say, Who are you? You convict me of my sin. And this young man was trembling. And he said, I see Jesus in your eyes. You must pray for me. And I was so startled. I said, "Uh, You see Jesus in my eyes above all these people? What drew you to me? Do you know that I'm a minister? And he looked startled and he said, no, how would I know that? And I said, have you ever been to the river? And he he looked startled again. He said, that is so odd. You would ask me that. He said, I just got into your country last week and the river was the first place I went to. And I said, but yet you say you don't know me. And he said, no, I watched the stand. But if you were ever on there, I did not see you. And obviously I'm a guest when I'm on there. I've done the stand probably four different times but not compared to the pastors on staff of the church who are doing it, you know, nightly every week. And so it would be easy to miss when I did it. So you're sure you don't know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. But I am compelled to give you, to sow into your ministry and your life, everything I have on me. And he kept getting cash out of his wallet and I could see it was all of it. It was about, I believe, hundred and. 25 or 35 American dollars and then he starts pulling out these Korean. I had to look it up They're one, but some of the bills would say 10,000, 5,000. I thought, Oh, this is getting exciting. However, when I did the conversion, when I got home, there's quite an exchange rate and I think it amounted to about 45 bucks, something like that. But I could see it was all he had in his wallet. And I said, you've never heard me teach. You don't even know what I teach on. I said, "Uh, I'm sure you don't know. Or no, I didn't even get to that yet. He turned and said, I'm also compelled to tell you that the nation of Korea is waiting for you to come. And now I'm really astounded. And later on, I told him that one of the things I teach on at the river is stewardship because I've had quite a miracle in my life. That's how short I kept it. And he said, please do not forget that the nation is waiting for you. And thank you for praying for me. And he left. I went and got a cup of coffee. I came back, and I'm sitting there again. And I'm actually shaking, and I have goosebumps. Um, I gotta admit, my head said, "Could this be some flaky thing? Is it some strange person that goes to the river who knows who I am and they're trying?" But I went, "No, I know the witness of the Holy Spirit." And so uh, I'm sitting there thinking about it, thinking I can't wait to tell my daughter-in-law and grandchildren what just happened when here comes the man again, maybe 15 minutes have gone by and he's, he's just beaming. And he said, I got you a gift and I had to come back and give it to you. It was this beautiful scarf. I should have had it out here and, um, and also a Christmas pen to wear. And I was just so shocked. And he said, that's all. But don't forget the nation of Korea is waiting for you. And he left again. And I just sat there going, wow, Lord, um, when Me Young, lady who graduated from RBI, the River Bible Institute, now the River University, when she was alive, uh, she was Korean and I would have had some contacts. She actually went with Pastor Rodney when he went to Korea years ago and I was wishing I could go, but I was booked in. But I believe that me young has gone on to be with the Lord now and I thought Lord I have some contacts in a lot of nations but that's not one of them but I believe supernaturally uh, the way he's begun this supernaturally he will guide me all the way so Korea will be a new nation sometime this year Um, I also feel very led from the first moment that pastor Rodney announced Cape Town South Africa that I will pay my own way and go because I have had many invitations to Cape town over the years, including three this last year. And I just have not had the timing or the release to go until he announced he was going. And so I will go. And then I'm talking to some pastors that I will probably stay over a week or two and continue meetings. And so there are several things on the agenda for this next year. And the Lord just told me, Debbie, you've been asking for supernatural leadings, like the book of acts. And I realize that most of the time we're going to go still go by that still small voice in the inside but I want to be sharp in that as well but I believe it's time we see these acts these book of acts miracles and leadings on a daily basis that wasn't in church that was at the mall enjoying family and I believe that you and I can expect those things this year and I'm also believing my friend uh, since I have never had a partner's luncheon but I am going to be seeking the Lord about when and where to do that. One of these days, you know, I've ministered to millions of people all over this earth. And I believe we only have about a dozen partners. I never emphasized it. I go into churches where half the time, at least I don't even mention it. We're going to change that because so many people have been saved filled with the Holy ghost healed called the ministry. I've even put many people through Bible school. Both Pastor Rodney's before the day of scholarships and in my own Bible school in Washington state. And I've had so many people come up to me lately and say I was saved in your meeting. I was healed in your meeting. Things I didn't even know about at the time. And I believe there are more people that would want to partner with us if I would mention it more. And um, it just sometimes doesn't even occur to people. And I believe there are churches that we've, I have had more pastors tell me this year than ever before. Debbie, you were a breath of fresh air. Not only was it a good word and a great move of the Holy Ghost, but you're just so easy to work with, much easier than almost anybody we've had in. And that's just refreshing to us. And, And yet I will notice that many of those churches partner with ministries that they didn't think were so easy to have in. And I don't know sometimes if it's, The size of the crowd, the name or what, but I'm going to put it out there that we are anointed and appointed and called for this hour that we're seeing great results. And I believe there are individuals and families and churches that are called to partner with us, and if I have enough of those. I can be home a little bit more often than I've been able to be home and seek the Lord, which is what a minister is supposed to be doing. I've so enjoyed my, my kids and grandkids just left, uh, yesterday morning, but I made it, a, 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 just a determination. And just, just the latter part of yesterday and today, even with many things on the calendar to be done, I said, Lord, I am not going to be distracted anymore. Uh, the busyness, And the people pulling on you will be with us always. And so this is going to be my first priority, not just for messages, but you and I's relationship. And not just to be sensitive in meetings, in the church services, but just you and I talking to each other and engulfing your word more than I've ever done. And so um, I'm just believing that there are partners that are going to hook up with us this year. I'm believing many of you will share this and then it will give more people and more churches and pastors, an opportunity to get behind us. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit about what the Lord's laid in my heart for this year, the expansion, and to be expecting great and marvelous and wondrous and supernatural things with us this year. This is the year when God shall fulfill every promise He has made to us. And He's made some big ones to me. I'm trusting He has to you too and so we will be given testimony to those things as the year goes on so for now God bless you and I love each and every one of you.